the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So there was a fight. There's been a fight, and there's continuing to be a fight by Democrats who are big mad and teachers unions who are big mad that the uh, Ed Choice program got okayed in the state of Ohio. And I celebrated it. And I took a lot of heat for it when I was running for my local school board. And again, I'll say, because I know the people are out there just waiting with bated breath to say, oh, he's speaking for his local board. No, I'm not. When I'm not at a school board meeting, I'm speaking as an individual. I don't speak for the other members of the board. And I'm not speaking for my local board or anyone but myself right now. But the battle continues because... The argument from the teachers' unions in the state of Ohio and from the 244 districts that have joined a lawsuit against the constitutionality of Ed Choice is that, look, if you take money from the state of Ohio, taxpayer money, which, by the way, where does that money come from? Oh, it comes from the taxpayers. And you give it back to students who go to a private school or are homeschooled. Well, you shouldn't be able to give state money to private schools. Now, I've always had the opinion, why not? Now, I will say this about uh, the district in which I serve. Um, I'm sure I'll take heat because I'm already taking heat. It took a month <laughs> to take heat for being for winning an election by a very comfortable margin. It already, you know, chafed the people who couldn't defeat me because the people in my district wanted me on the board. But... I know I will face in the future, because I've already faced it in the past, hey, you support Ed Choice. Yes, I do. What I've found by being intimately involved in the affairs of my personal district, and I'm sure this applies to many other districts, not Columbus City Schools, not Upper Arlington, not some others, not Cincinnati and not Cleveland, not your big suburban, not your big urban districts. But what I've found is, that we have a super good district that makes judicious use of the tax dollars that it gets. And if someone wants to come out and start a private school in our local district, my advice to them would be, you better really have your T's crossed and your I's dotted because you're not going to be able to compete with what we offer. Now, people will say, well, then why do your kids go to private school? Because I wanted my kids to have an expressly Christian education and because I knew that that is not constitutionally allowed in a public school. That's the whole discussion right there. I decided to, if you will, disadvantage my own family's finances to pay for what I knew I could not reasonably ask to receive from my local district. And there are a lot of parents who want that. A lot of parents have, guess what? 
a lot of their own reasons for wanting their kids to go to private school. In the Olentangy district, I know because there's some of them, some of these kids are at my kids' private school. They're there because of the woke policies of the Olentangy local school district. In other districts, there may be other reasons. I know it's a complex thought. We tried to give you the F. Scott Fitzgerald quote yesterday that an intellectual mind can grasp like two independent thoughts at the same time. It is possible, I know this is radical, but it's possible that two sets of parents in the same school district could have, wait for it, two different reasons for putting their kid in a private school. Okay? I've advocated for Columbus Classical Academy in their Hillsdale-based curriculum. People who want an authentic teaching of American history, they want the discipline and stuff that uh, classic education. There's a lot of reasons why people go to private Public schools. What I never understand from the teachers, unions, Scott DeMauro and all these other wackos at the American Federation of Teachers, Randy Weingarten and the Ohio Education Association, is if I'm a teacher, why would I want to automatically seed the possibility that, well, if you give somebody a stipend to go to a private school, they're automatically going to go to a private school because the private school will be better than the public school. I don't concede that ground at all in the district where I serve. I'd challenge anybody. You want to come start a private school in our district? Good luck. Good luck because we got great community spirit and we've got a phenomenal leadership team. Not because of me, because of the people who were in place before I joined it. But we've got our ideologues out there who continue to pound their tired themes, and one of them is Bill DeMora, Democrat from Ohio's 25th Senate District. And of course, he represents Columbus, Clintonville, Northland, South Linden. He can't get elected if he's a Republican in Central Ohio. You know that. So he wrote this editorial for the Columbus Dispatch last week saying it up, you know, 90% of Ohio students go to public schools. Why are we giving the other 10% a big chunk of money to incentivize them to go to private schools? State money should not go to private schools. Well, the problem with Bill DeMora is that he's a liar. Of course he is. He's a Democrat. And he's been called out now in not just one, but two columns. And his lies had to be so bad for the dispatch to even allow Greg Lawson of the Buckeye Institute or Andrew Brenner, Republican state senator from Delaware, to get an airing of the truth in the dispatch. DeMora's lies had to be so blatant. Otherwise, the dispatch would have just said, well, we can kind of sort of maybe sort of position DeMora as not being the liar that he is. But here is uh, Andrew Brenner, who I appreciate, Andrew, your service to Delaware, I wish you well in the future because that district is appears to me to be hopelessly lost. You had really good school board candidates a couple of times, and your residents have voted them down every single time. Uh, Demora says that you know we just can't afford it, can't afford to give this money to the Ed Choice scholarship, and that funding's being cut to private schools. Uh, Andrew Benner points out that the current state budget provides a record funding for K-12 through public schools. I've told you this before, too, that the argument is, well, if you give all this money through the Ed Choice program to 
private schools, then, you know, they're taking money away from the public schools. No, they're not. No, they're not. In fact, did you know, like in my district, now let's just let's just not make it my district. Let's say any public school district. Let's say any public school district in the state of Ohio loses a hundred kids to a private school. Does the state of Ohio take the chunk of funding that it gives those public schools per kid? Does the state of Ohio take that chunk of funding times the hundred kids that left and say, "Sorry, local public school, you got a hundred kids who are going to private school. We're going to take." What we give you per kid, we're going to multiply it times 100 for the 100 kids, and we're going to take that money away from the funding that we give you annually. Does the state of Ohio do that? No, they don't. The private, the public school gets the same amount of money as they got before, even though the kid's not going there. DeMora should be arguing this is a boon for public schools. They're getting money to educate kids they don't have to educate. But, of course, he can't tell the truth because then he wouldn't get the votes from the teachers' unions and on and on and on and on. Uh, DeMore also made the claim that Ohio has fallen from 5th to 29th in school performance because of the evil Republicans. That is not true. But listen to this. This is true. Columbus City Schools... Remember, they don't have enough money. They need more money. They're sending people to conferences in San Diego and not supplying any reason why they went. 30 of them. They're hurting for cash in Columbus City Schools. Andrew Brenner points out they had a $244 million cash balance at the end of 2023. Didn't they just pass a levy? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. All you fools in the city of Columbus, fell for their lies and gave them more money when they're sitting on almost a quarter of a million dollars in their bank account. Columbus schools are forecasting a $303 million balance for 2024 and a $347 million balance in 2025. Uh, Mr. Joe Biden is on his way to California for a big campaign fundraiser. I keep hearing he has all this money in his campaign, but he's going out there to hold up Hollywood Democrats for more money. Uh, And uh, somebody asked him today at the uh, White House over the din of the helicopter blades uh, if he was going out there to enlist Gavin Newsom as the guy to take his place on the Democratic presidential ballot. Well, I know there are those who are worried that if Newsom took Biden's place, the Democrats would have this young, vibrant candidate and Republicans would be stuck with Trump. We are stuck with Trump. But let me clue you in on what Gavin Newsom would, uh, hopefully, if the Republicans run a targeted campaign, have to sled uphill against. The state of California's revised budget shortfall is $73 billion. Now you say, well, that's no big news. Bruce, they've been projected to have a budget shortfall for a long time. It's been in the billions for a while. Yes, but this $73 billion number is $15 billion more than previously forecast and $38 billion more 
than Newsom estimated. So uh, more than he, he, he missed by half. He said it'd be 35 billion. It's instead 38 billion more. It's 73 billion, 15 billion more than the most dire projections. Now, the state of California says they're going to have to find new budget solutions. What do you think those new budget solutions will be? I bet they'll be old budget solutions. Taxing people in California. That is what the solution will be. Now, what about cutting back? Uh, No. Another headline I noticed today. California Governor Gavin Newsom is pushing ahead with $1.9 billion in state spending on a public electric vehicle charging network, even as EV sales plummet. The state aims to build 40,000 chargers compared to the just over 10,000 fast chargers it currently has. Uh, Each charger will cost nearly $60,000. Hey, Governor, we're... uh, $38 $38 billion off in our budget projections. Should we cut the almost $2 billion we're spending on electric vehicle chargers? No, I don't see why we should. That's presidential timber on the Democratic side, for sure. Now, back here at home in Ohio, an Ohio public school employee is suing the Ohio Association of Public School Employees, accusing the union of taking dues from her paycheck After she quit the union, Uh, Denise Kogar is a 20-year union member who works in the Perry Local School District. She withdrew her membership, which the union confirmed, yet after four months of not taking her union dues out of her paycheck, they started taking them out once again. Why did they do that? Because they said that when she submitted her withdrawal slip, She actually missed the union's once yearly opt-out window. So is that why Denise Kogar went and found the Liberty Justice Center, a nonprofit, to sue on her behalf? No. Denise said, okay, well, if I missed the window to opt out, I'll just wait until the following year, and I'll drop out then. Seems like a reasonable request from a reasonable woman. So she mailed a request to stop paying the dues, And the union rejected that request, saying it received her request one day before the window opened. Now, this would seem like an easily solvable problem, would it not? Why didn't Denise just resend her request to drop out of the union if, in fact, the union received it one day before the window opened? Uh, Because the union waited until a day after the window closed before notifying her that she had missed the window again. At that point in time, uh, Denise ran out of patience with this nonsense and decided to sue. So if and when we get an update on that, we will let you know. Now, it's been a while since we mentioned our esteemed Governor Mike DeWine licking his wounds over being overridden by the Ohio General Assembly once again, first on COVID and now on uh, the transgender threat to our girls 
in sports and their locker rooms. But now uh, Mike has found something that he come that he thinks maybe can rehabilitate his image. <clears throat> he is joining with NCAA president Charlie Baker, asking for the Ohio Casino Control Commission to no longer allow sports betting in the state of Ohio on things called prop bets. And a prop bet would be, these are big during a Super Bowl, right? How long is the national anthem going to take? Who's going to score the first touchdown? Who's going to fumble or throw an interception? Those are prop bets. You bet on a circumstance in the game usually tied to an individual. Well, Mike DeWine and Charlie Baker say that it's not fair for college athletes in the state of Ohio, basketball players, football players, to have their names placed in a prop bet because, let's say, for instance, uh, a basketball player, a prop bet is offered to betters. So-and-so is going to score 25 points when Ohio State plays at Minnesota on Thursday night. And people say, yeah, I think he's going to. And they bet that, and then he has an off game, and he doesn't score 25 points. Well, the bettors tend to take that personally, and they tend to blame the kid for not scoring 25 points. And Dayton coach, basketball coach Anthony Grant, who's having a phenomenal year, uh, said that his players have received threats after Dayton has lost a game. And you can imagine, I remember years ago, Ohio State played Texas in uh, college football. We didn't have sports betting then, but there was a young man who played for Ohio State, and he dropped a touchdown pass in that game, or what would have been a touchdown pass, and he got death threats after the game. So I don't have an objection to this being done. In fact, I think it's probably a prudent thing to be done. But I will say that I find it (laughs) problematic that no one in the state of Ohio, when they approve sports gambling, thought to themselves, hey, I wonder if people will get mad if we allow betting tied to an individual player and then that player doesn't fulfill the bet. I wonder if people will get mad. Nobody asked that question. And the reason why they didn't ask that question, of course, is because sports betting is a huge addition to the state's tax coffers. And so at that point in time, it wasn't prudent to have any foresight and look forward and try to anticipate problems. They just wanted the money. Now that they're getting the money, they realize, eh, maybe we should have thought that through a little bit better. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.